for a worse right now. Six straight goals, eight of the final ten, and the Wild kicked the field goal. They beat the Canucks 10-7 today in front of 19,024. And even better than that, they're just two points back of the St. Louis Blues for the eighth and final wild card spot in the Western Conference. Whew! Welcome to the Post Game Show downstairs in the Bob Kurtz Radio Center. I'm Kevin Falmus in the Al Shaver Press Box. Tom Reed still trying to com- compose himself. You've seen your share of hockey, Tom. You've seen the, the wildest of wilds and the weirdest of weirds going back to the, the Stone Age even almost. But this one has to be right up there as, as one of the most wackiest. And if I had a stone right now, I'd throw it at you, Kevin. But the thing is, you look at Minnesota and what they were able to accomplish in this hockey game, and I mean, everyone stepped to the plate here, on the, no question. And, uh, having flurried in the net, I think the last 20 minutes certainly gave Minnesota that lift. And the fans were great. The fans were absolutely great today. They, they, they had a good time. They were disappointed at one point when Minnesota was trailing in this hockey game, but Minnesota found a way to go. I think they had seven goals and ten shots in that third period. I mean, it was, it was absolutely nuts. But you know what? The thing is, we talk about winning games and Clawing your way back to the top, Minnesota certainly did that tonight. Yeah, and uh, let's do it this way. How about giving your catalyst of the game uh, once again with 10 goals scored, plenty of guys to choose from? Well, you know what? I, who, who do you choose? I mean, every everyone came through. I mean, there's no no, no question that uh, this entire night was just a terrific night. But I'm going to have to go with uh, Jules Eriksson. Three goals, three assists. He was a, a plus one in this hockey game. And Raby has side him also. Kaprizov with three goals and three assists. So those two guys. Alta, you can pick one of those, Kevin, for the Cadillacs because they both had terrific games. We'll, we'll let them share the award. They both set a fran- the uh, single game high. Uh, Jules Eriksson with six points. Kirill Kaprizov with six points as well. Uh, second career hat trick for Jules Eriksson. Fourth for Kirill Kaprizov. Now, here's the updated stats for that top line, Tom, as I've been All updating right. over the course of the last few games. Uh, again, Kaprizov, six points tonight. Eck, six points tonight. And Boldy, four points. So the two, the, those three guys have 15 goals and 35 points in the last five games. <laughs> It's unbelievable what they've been able to cobble together yeah, here. Yeah, you know, the chemistry is there. And you think this is a huge lift for Minnesota also, just confidence-wise. You know, they've been, you know, kind of in the cellar quite a bit, not at the bottom, but I mean, in an area they were not very successful. And all of a sudden, they're starting to win. And we've said, Joe and I, in talking and with you too, the fact that you just got to start winning and put a few wins together. Minnesota's been able to do that, and uh, this was this goes a, a long way to give them more confidence for that game tomorrow. I said going into this week, I'd be happy if they could figure out a way to go 500, grab four out of a possible eight points in these four games because it is such a tough week that I'd be happy. Boy, what a great way to start it off, though. Two points tonight. Now you go into Winnipeg, and that's never a pleasant place to travel. But what what should we expect tomorrow in Game 3 of 3 against the Jets? Well, you can bet that Winnipeg is watching this game and finding the results of this game also. It's it's one of those situations that you kind of look over your shoulder, like who's our next game against and when do we play them and what's going to happen in that game. But even like in, when you look at the Minnesota game here tonight, to play back-to-back games against two very difficult clubs is always going to be difficult. But uh, the fact that Winnipeg has to play at Calgary tonight, they're going to play. So they'll. it should be about the same You know, rest for both teams. Both those flights are fairly short, I think, from city to city. So it'll be fun tomorrow. Tom, we'll talk to you tomorrow from the Pig. Thank you, Kevin. Tom Reed from the Al Shaver Press Box. His catalyst of the game goes to the combination of Kirill Kaprizov and Jules Eriksson. The two combined for six goals and 12 points. That's two guys. 
I think that's a good choice for the catalyst of the game. It's presented by Catalyst Supply Co., building materials and install support for the modern professional. Boy, do we have some stats to weave through. We'll also get some interaction down by that wild locker room. John Hines, he too, trying to compose himself following an incredible 10-7 victory for the Vikings over the 49ers. No, the Wild take care of the Vancouver Canucks tonight in stunning fashion. What a President's Day in St. Paul. The postgame show continues next. This is Wild Hockey presented by XL Energy. Hopefully you were buckled up start to finish in this one. If you did miss the first half of the hockey game, maybe you didn't miss out on all that much, but what a furious finish. Wild score six of the final eight goals, and they put a cap on a 10-7 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Down by the Wild locker room, Joe O'Donnell standing by with one of the uh, stars of tonight's hockey game. Thanks, Kevin. Joined by Wild forward Matt Boldy. Minnesota wins at 10-7. What's up with you? How are you doing? Good, obviously. My goodness. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good game. It's back and forth. Um, good third period by us, so that's that's what matters. Be able to come out there with some points. Yeah, you score seven goals as a team in the third period. I, look, I, I, you want to interview me? Like, I don't even know what to say to you at this point. That was such a crazy game. You finished with four points. Eric Sinek with six points. Kaprizov and Eric Sinek each with a hat trick. Um, what was the difference at night set? I mean, as you as you look back at this game. You rally back so many times. Vancouver trims the deficit then late. They make it interesting. You ultimately get the two points, which is huge. What was the difference? Yeah, just sticking with it. Um, obviously, they scored some goals early. We were playing good hockey. So um, sometimes when you're playing good and the puck just, just is going in your net, it's a little bit easier to stay calm and, and kind of relax into the game and just keep going with, with how, you're, how you're going. So um, big thing for us was just taking advantage of, of what they gave us um, get that many power plays, that many five-on-threes. It's something you got to take advantage of and something that we did for sure. So Power play goes four for six at the end of the game. It was a big storyline, as you just said. What did you like about the man advantage today? Uh, I think just quick, predictable, um, just just making the simple play. And the the easy one, getting pucks in that, I think it's, it's a lot more simple than I think people think. So... Um, get the puck to guys like Zuki and Carell who are going to do special things and, and things go well. So, Marc-Andre Fleury came in to start the third period. As a player, as a skater, when do you find out about a goaltending change like that? Is it when he takes the ice? Does Coach Hines announce that to the team? How does that come about? And what to do for a group when there is a switch in net? Yeah, it's uh, kind of leaving the locker room was when we found out, but um, not too much of a big deal. I think uh, Gus we have all the faith in the world in both our goalies. It doesn't matter if, if Flowers in there, if Gus is in there. It's There's a lot of confidence in both of those guys. We know we can go out there and, and win games with, with either of them in the net. So um, Sometimes that's how it goes, and there's situations like that as, as forwards and stuff too. So um, Gus Gus played played great. He, he made saves, huge saves that, that we needed, and Flowers was able to come in and kind of close the door for us too. Chad with Matt Boldy on the post-game show. The Wild beat the Canucks 10-7, to scoring a franchise record 10 goals in the process. The line of Eric Sinek, yourself, and Kirill Kaprizov, just unworldly numbers lately, including today. What have you liked about the chemistry? I know you guys have played together in the past, but lately you've just been on fire. Why? Uh, I think just, just working together, playing hard, um, predictable with each other. I um, feel like we're hard to get the puck from when, when we're going. We're, we're always on top of guys, 
stealing pucks, keep holding on to pucks, making plays and stuff like that. Um, I think just all our games are, are different, but they work together well. And um, Got a guy like Eki that, that plays all over the ice, good defensively, starts a lot of offense, and Krill's, uh he's out of this world good. So give him the puck and good things happen. Yeah, Kaprizov, obviously a name that so many fans around the league know. Eric Sinek, though, much more unheralded, much more under the radar. Shouldn't be the case, though, right? Yeah, maybe for you guys under the radar, but uh, in our locker room, he's he's a huge, huge part of our team, probably the, the biggest piece to, to our success. Um, I mean, he does it all. He kills power play, five on five, block shots. He He's uh, he's the makeup of our team, uh, a big leader and a guy that you look to to, to change games. So he's uh, he definitely isn't isn't under the radar in our locker room. Big win for you guys tomorrow. You'll you'll travel here in just a few minutes up to Winnipeg and play the Jets tomorrow. It's a rivalry game. It's also kind of a revenge game in a few different ways at home and home, late December. They won them both. It changed the season in a lot of ways with the injuries you guys sustained, etc. Quickly, preview the Jets game and, and just how big of a rivalry is it. Yeah, they're a great team. They're obviously having a lot of success. They play hard, fast, physical skill. They, they can do it all. So for us, it's just going in and, and getting our game early, playing, playing simple, predictable, um, hard on pucks and, and when we play like that it's uh it's tough for teams to, to break out and make plays and and then our, our success kind of comes from that thanks for your time congrats on the win and we'll see you tomorrow in winnipeg thanks joe that's wild ford matt boldy a four-point game the wild four power play goals they rally from a three-goal deficit they win it 10-7 back to you kevin Joe, you've seen your share of insanity in the ECHL, in the AHL, in the NHL, at your kids' hockey games on the might level. Anything ever compared to this? I don't think so. I mean, to be quite simple with it, I don't think so. Especially when you look at the 5-2 deficit, you're playing the top team in the league. This wasn't the San Jose Sharks or the Anaheim Ducks. Like, this is the best team in the NHL all year long, really. You could argue they've been the most consistent. And to put up a 10 spot on them against a goalie in Casey DeSmith that had a sub two goals against average against the Wild in his career, down three goals, uh, Vancouver could easily cruise to a massive victory in this hockey game. You got to give the Wild a ton of credit. And boy, their top players are really good today. That was bonkers. Have yourself a throat lozenge on the way to Winnipeg. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. All right, thanks, Kevin. That is Joe O'Donnell. He and Tom Reed called a 10-7 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Lots of guys were stars in this hockey game, including Matt Boldy. He had a four-point night, and now he gets a gift certificate down to Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub. He can celebrate with the boys when they get back for this brief three-game road trip. Quickly, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. Wild Diaz. Canucks Siete. That's your final score from St. Paul. We'll take a break, and then when we continue... I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about 17 goals on the board, three hat tricks, seven goals in the third period. Bonkers afternoon in St. Paul. We'll recap it all. Plus, bring you John Hines' post game comments. You're listening to Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. What'd you do on President's Day? Well, I watched three hat tricks, two of them by the home team, including 
Jules Erichnek, his second career hat trick, comes on the power play. The Wild go four for six with a man advantage. Three, maybe even four cracks on the five on three. You tend to lose track. That one completes the rally. It then doesn't end up being the game winner, but still, it makes it 6-5 at that point, when at one point, the Wild were down 5-2. So, Jules Eriksenek, your 28th of the season on the hat trick, you get the Toyota shift of the game, presented by Toyota, official vehicle of the Minnesota Wild. Speaking of Jules Eriksenek, he's patiently waiting at center ice with Kevin Gorg of Bally Sports North. Vancouver has the most points in the National Hockey League, Jewel Erickson. You just put 10 on them, including 7 in the third period. How did you do it? Uh, yeah, um, um, yeah, um, you guys definitely helped us tonight, uh, or today. Um, got going a little bit there on the power play, and then... Um, we heard you guys. Um, yeah, I think um, we really the crowd got us back into it tonight. And your power play has been really good lately. You get that opportunity late in the second period. It's a 5-2 game. How much that goal by Zuccarello give you guys the belief in the room that a comeback was possible? Yeah, for sure. It builds, it builds momentum for us um, going into the going into the third period, knowing um, we, we need to score two to, to get back into it. But uh, um, yeah, probably a um, fun game to watch. I'm not sure if the uh, coach just loves it. And you talk about a fun game to watch. It's next-gen day here. Kids are off of school. we got kids all over the building. And during that third period, it felt like the roof was going to come off. How much do you guys feed off a crowd, especially on a day like today, with all the children in the house? Yeah, um, I mean, um, so happy to play here. It's uh, so fun. Um, yeah, thanks, guys, for, for really um, helping us to get this, uh, this victory. Let's hear it for Jewel Erickson Act. Three goals, three Valley Sports North, and thanks to Jules Eriksson-Egg joining us in the post-game show. And uh, hard to even put into words what it is that we witnessed on this very afternoon while get it done in front of 19,024. That's what matinee hockey's all about. While take it out on the Vancouver Canucks, 10-7 is the final. Like I said, this pulls the Wild within two points of the final wild card spot in the Western Conference. St. Louis has suddenly dropped two in a row. So the Wild take that victory. Now they have 26 on the season, and they've got 58 points. 5-0-1 in their last six overall. That's 11 out of a possible 12 points, taking into account the fact that the Wild blew the late lead against Buffalo the other night. Yeah, that stings, but still, 11 out of your possible 12 points in the last six games. And over the last 11, the Wild are now 8-2-1, and grabbing 17 out of a possible 22 points against the Canucks. They'll finish off the season series, grabbing two of three. Marc-Andre Fleury will get the victory in this one. He gets his 11th of the season as he comes in to start the third period and rides the wave to success while take down the Canucks 10-7. We'll take a break. Momentarily, we'll have John Hines visit us with his post-game comments. Plus, we've got Wild Fan Line tonight. How is that for perfect timing? Pat Micheletti... We'll shake him out of his hibernation, and we'll talk to him a little bit about what's going on. If you want to enjoy that, you can so via your tele. What was it like to be inside that building to see hat? Well, when Kaprizov scores his hat trick, did you have anything left? Were you waiting in case it would happen again? You didn't. You saved it when Jularks next scored his. I got to know what it was like to be inside that building. So hopefully you'll join us for Wild Fan Line 
in the Twin Cities on the flagship for Wild Hockey. It's FM 100.3 The Fan. You can join us, kfan.com slash listen, and we'll get to all that and more. Following John Hines next, this is Wild Hockey presented by XL Energy. Final score reads Wild 10, Canucks 7. That's the simple version. Now for the more complex version, here's the head coach of the Minnesota Wild, John Hines. Yeah, that was a that was a up and down game, but I thought that uh, you know to find a way to win is 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 obviously important for us. What was said in between that second and third? Obviously, you guys have the man advantage. You get those power plays, it was clicking. But what really kind of made you really go on that run a little bit? Well, you know, I, I thought even after the first and second, it was a very similar message. I didn't think that the score was indicative of how the game was being played. Uh, we were, you know, lots of times we were in control of the game but we weren't in control of the scoreboard so you know it was important for us to be able to capitalize on the power plays and then you know cut the lead and then get to the game that you know the uh, the attack game that we talked about where I thought we managed the puck well we pressured in the offensive zone and you know we were much more on the interior tonight at the net front than we were the other night. So no Herbrooks type speech in the second intermission. Nothing. No, no, not much. No. Firing that would lead to seven goal eruption. No, it was all the guys. I mean, they were. Uh, you know, it, it was an interesting game in just the sense that, as I said, I thought even in the first period, you know, we're down two nothing, and and uh, you know, there's two shots and. But it just you could feel the way that we were engaged in the game that there was no letdown. Even was it four one and five two that you know the mindset was still the same, and then. You know, we were we were good on the power play. That was obviously got us back going, and then uh, it was more more staying with it. That you really in between the second and third, that you know coming out on the power play was going to be important for us. Those guys delivered, and then we were able to you know follow up from that and ride a little bit of the momentum. What was the last time you practiced five on three? Uh, we don't practice it a lot, but they do do, you know, Jason King does a really good job with that. You know, they had, they have some set plays and you have five, like those five guys are just in my experience, like they, they have sets. Uh, and then when the, the thing that makes that group special too, is I think they're well coached by Kinger. Uh, but also when they get out of those sets, they can make plays that other guys can't make. So they, you know, they, some of the reads that they make in the passes they make, they're just instinctual plays plays by the guys. What was the decision to come back with Flower in the third? Uh, just a, he thought that, you know, we, uh, just at that point in the game, that I thought Gus was fighting a little bit. And, you know, it, it's the time of year where you got to be able to, like, we got to win. And, you know, we felt like the game was still in reach. We felt like we were playing some really good hockey. And, you know, Flower is a guy that, you know, can come in, he competes, he made some big saves for us. And uh, that was the reason we made the decision. How does that affect your goaltending plan for tomorrow? It won't. How important is it to build off this tomorrow in Winnipeg? You know, Vancouver looks at it as they get to wash it away and go into Colorado. You guys have to keep the momentum up at a higher level. Yeah, I mean, we knew coming into this game that you have to be at your competitive best to win. And I think it's, you know, we have an afternoon game, so we got the flight now and we get in there about 6.30. And uh, I think it'll be enough time for the guys to be able to unwind. And then, you know, you know, playing another top team in the league and, uh, you know, they play very well at home. It's a tough building to play in. So uh, it's it's important that, you know, mindset to me is the biggest thing, and that that'll be addressed. But it's also, you know, we got to trust the guys that you know, we're moving on to get to another battle tomorrow night. How much of those were set plays in power play versus like Zuccarello just reading, reacting, and having that looked off the two guys and two of his, his assists there? Yeah, those are the plays I'm talking about. That they have, you know, you have sets, and um, 
a couple of those plays they got shut down or they weren't there. But then that that's now you have strong rotation. So it's it's structure, but then it's instinctual plays by you know Zooks. Uh, you know we probably missed him on the first five on three where you, know, you put a player like him in that situation, he's going to make plays that uh, lots of other guys can't. Did that one goal in the second period give you guys a little more of a lift going into the third? I mean, now you have down by two versus three, I guess, at that particular point. Yeah, that was a big goal. I thought, you know, and we got we got key goals at key times. You know, I thought uh, even Eki's goal, you know, the, the first one at the end there, that was a big one for us because you come out of that period, you know, um, with nothing, then it's 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 tough to, uh, you know, you don't get any reward for your work, but I, but I thought we scored some key goals at key times. So fans love these games. Players, for the most part, probably do too. Is there any enjoyment for you in a game like that? Well, we had a three-goal lead. It was, and then it, then it was quickly erased. <laughs> can it? It's a two points that you need. It can it be more than two points? Can a win like this be more than two points for a team like yours? I I don't. Uh, no, I mean I think it's you know every game's its own entity, and I think that that you know, we were prepared to play. Uh, the style of game that gives you a chance to win, that gives us a chance to win. And now, the, to, to me, the real challenge is there's two more points on the table tomorrow. So it's we, we have to get reattached to the next day and, and to the next game because you're going against another high-quality team. Um, and that's something for us I think is really important, that this was two points we... You know, we battled to get, but we got to be ready to battle again tomorrow. It's a fun win, John, but what, what's the takeaway as far as the film work goes on the goals against, on Gus, who struggled? Like, as, as a coach, what do you now have to examine because you clearly cannot play games like this in, in March if you want to make the playoffs? Yeah, well, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd beg to differ with you a little bit. I think that obviously we got, you're not going to get four or five on threes in a game. Um, you know, I thought that the you know the first goal we got clearly picked on coverage. I think we can do a better job at the net front. You know, on the first goal, second one, Kirill blocked. The second one to me is a bounce. Uh, and then you know, I, I I think when you look overall at the style of game, five on five, um, I'd, I'd say that's a pretty good recipe to win. I thought this game, you know, got a little. There was a lot of special teams involved in it. Uh, those are factors down the stretch. But I think when you look at the competitive level, the style of game. Offensive zone time. I thought we defended pretty well. So I think you have to sift through, you know, the emotions of of in the game. But um, if we if we came in here and we lost this game five to two, I, I'd have the same response to you. Do you see this as a statement win, or you go back to the win in Vegas as well? I mean, are those kind of statement wins that tell you a little bit more about this team and what their potential level is? I, I, I don't really believe in statement wins. I think that uh, to me, the the focus is on the style of game. And the intensity level that we need to play with, the, the um, how the team is playing, how individuals are playing, you know that that to me is the most important thing. So, whether you score ten goals or you score one goal, is the most important thing is to win. I think you have to you have to sift through, you know, a lot of the hoopla about tonight, and you got to get to the guts of the game. Uh, but my initial reaction after the game and coaching it and being it, I think that um, you know we did a lot of we did a lot of good things tonight, and I think we got to uh, build on. Build on the habits, build on the style, build on the mentality, you know, the speed we play with, the competitiveness that you play with. That's going to give you a chance to continue to move forward in the right direction. You mentioned look at the standings at times. You're down by two points for a playoff spot now. How much does that kind of energize a group being that close to kind of a goal of what they've been working for the last couple of weeks? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's – I mean, the big thing for us is I think it's going to go up and down. You know, to me, it's – what do we have? 
25 games left. I think it's too early to, to really scoreboard watch. It's going to go up and down either way. I think it's staying focused and, and uh, not getting too high, not getting too low, staying focused on what we need to do. And, um, you know, the only way you can control your own destiny is if you can control your performance and your mindset. And to me, that's the most important thing at this point in the season. Spolino going to go on the trip? Spolino going to go on the trip? He will not. Of what they did out there, coming back, bad bounces, it ends up in the back of their net, but it didn't get them down, that they figured out a way to get back in this. Does that help you determine what you have in that room? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know that's what we have in the room. It's, it's, uh, it's doing it, you know, when you're in those situations. And, I, you know, I'd say maybe 15 games ago, if we got in that situation, you know, we were in that, well, you know, we'd sag a little bit after goals against or we'd, we'd play. To, to, to me, one of the growing lessons in this one was we were playing a good style of hockey, but, you know, goals were scored against us, but we didn't veer off it. Like, we didn't start going east-west. We didn't get out of the game plan. We stayed with it. You know, the, uh, we, we got fortunate with the power plays. Uh, and we were able to execute on those. But if you take those out, the mindset of the team, the style of game, you know, we, we never made it, you know, a situation where we weren't continuing to push the right way. And, and to me, to your question, that's a big, that's a big component that you, there's games you have to be able to come from behind. Uh, and even when you play the play the right way and you don't get rewarded, but the other team scores, do we have enough? maturity and consistency in our game to stay with it and tonight for me that was a step in the right direction even tonight's game aside it's kind of hard to ignore how much of the team's success does rely on Kaprizov, Eck and Boldy going am I correct in that? Yeah I mean those guys are playing at a really high level and 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 that's what you need this time of year I, I you know I think when you look around the league your players that play the top minutes and they play the most important minutes when those guys when those guys drive the team not just in point production, but the process to get the points. They're fast. They're physical. They're playing against top lines. They're uh, they're hard to contain. They're responsible defensively. You know, and they're, they're, the three of those guys are playing a hard skill game, and they're getting rewarded for it. But now, when you watch those players play with that intensity and that commitment, then it feeds in through the rest of the team. Anything else? Thank you. Guys. All right. Thank you. See you guys. Thank you just some more. Thank you. The head coach of the Minnesota Wild is John Hines saying it's too early to scoreboard watch for him, but we can. I can tell you the Blues lost earlier tonight on, or earlier today on their home ice. They got doubled up by the Maple Leafs. Uh, the Nashville Predators are idle today, cracking down 3-2 after 40 minutes of play in Seattle. So as things stand right now, and of course this is going to change a billion times between now and when the dust settles later on this spring, but the LA Kings with 64 points, they've won three in a row. They've got your top wild card spot with those 64 points. The Blues in the second wild card spot have 60 points. They've dropped two in a row. The Predators and the Wild next, each with 58 points on the outside looking in, but just two points away from a top eight spot in the Western Conference playoff chase. So that keeps you up to date on what's going on in the National Hockey League to this moment. When we continue, we'll wrap things up, get you ready for a trip to Winnipeg, and then it's Wild Fan Line. Myself and Pat Micheletti ready to take your calls on the flagship for Wild Hockey, FM 100.3 The Fan. We'll preview that next. You're listening to Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy.
I'm lost for words right now. I have uh, two chances before. It's missing. Or it's okay. I don't worry about this a lot uh, because it was last seconds. And uh, it's nice to be one. Take two points. Kirill Kaprizov moments ago following his fourth career hat trick sets a, fran- a, a career high for points in a single game. Both he and Jules Eriksenek not only had hat tricks, they each had six points on the contest. And that top line, as mentioned earlier in the in, in the broadcast, bears repeating through the last five games, Boldy, Kaprizov, and Jules Eriksenek have combined for 15 goals and 35 points. A good chunk of that happens tonight in St. Paul. They get a 10-7 ridiculous victory over the Vancouver Canucks. Eight goals matches a franchise high set eight times in wild history. But again, they set the franchise high with 10 goals scored in this one. Those four goals in two minutes and 17 seconds erases the 5-2 deficit. Fastest four goals in the history of the franchise. Previous high was three and a half minutes. Also, those five goals to open up the third. Fastest in franchise history as well. 17 goals scored. Most combined in a single game between two teams featuring your Minnesota Wild. And we've got all kinds of other good stats just like that. But the biggest one is the Wild get the victory and now have 11 out of a possible 12 points over the course of the last six games, 17 of 22 over the last 11. Up next for the Wild, back at it tomorrow night. They'll be in Winnipeg taking on the Jets, and it's never easy to go into Winnipeg, right? The Wild first two matchups did not go well. The final two days of 2023, Wild fall at Winnipeg and then drop the rematch in St. Paul on New Year's Eve. Jets have won three straight in the series and four of six in their barn. Wild and Jets pregame at 645 tomorrow night on most of these same stations. Special thanks to Alexis Pearson, Zach Halverson, Dylan Daniel, Jackson Rebel, and Aaron Sickman. And for Tom Reed and Joe O'Donnell, I'm Kevin Fulness. Get ready for Wild Fan Line. If it's not on your radio dial, kfan.com slash listen. For the rest of We'll talk to you tomorrow night from the PEG, exclusively on the Minnesota Wild Radio Network. You've been listening to Minnesota Wild Hockey. Marcus Johansson, cross ice, a shot by Goudreau, he scores! Join us next time, right here, for more Wild Hockey action. Back out in front, Wild Hockey is an exclusive presentation of the Minnesota Wild, the National Hockey League, and the Minnesota Wild Radio Network.